Welcome to another edition of Green is Good, and we're so excited to have on the show with us today Matt Frazier. He's the owner, founder, and author of the No Meat Athlete and NoMeatAthlete.com. Welcome to Green is Good, Matt Frazier. Thanks, John. I'm excited to be here. Oh, we're excited to have you on. As our listeners out there know, I am a vegan, and not only am I a vegan, I also like to work out every day, and I'm a big fan of yours, Matt, and I read your blog, NoMeatAthlete.com. I'm on it right now, NoMeatAthlete. For our, for our listeners out there, NoMeatAthlete.com. It's one of the better vegan, uh, plant-based uh, blogs out there, just giving real-life tips. But before we get to your great website and blog and your upcoming book, Share a little bit about the Matt Frazier story. You are an athlete. You're a vegan. You, you've done so much in your young life. Share a little bit how you even got to this place. Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, and I guess the first thing to point out is that although I am an athlete, um, you know, I'm, I'm by no means an elite athlete or a professional athlete or anything like that. I mean, I'm a regular guy who, who got into running and, you know, ended up getting into serious running, and I'm actually training for a 100-mile race right now. But uh, it's been step by step, and like you know, I'm, I'm not gifted with any particular athletic talent or anything like that. So, um, you're so a humble, you're a humble man. But anyone who runs a hundred miles, I call a lead athlete. But the, we could <laughs> beg to di- we could you and I could you, you could have we could uh, have a difference on that one. But we're so thrilled that you're on. Share a little bit how you've come to this point. Sure. Yeah. I mean, like my childhood growing up was uh, very very typical, the standard American diet. Uh, we. You know, my family, we had like a cholesterol scare one day from the doctors, and we all had to stop eating hot dogs and whatever else. But, <laughs> you know, within a year, we were back to the, back to the hot dogs and everything else. So it was very, very typical. Um, and then, then in college, for some reason, I just started to think about fitness a little bit and bought a diet book, uh, Body for Life was the book. Not vegetarian, vegan at all, just, just typical, typical diet. And uh, got into just general fitness and weightlifting with my friends. And then one day we were like, yeah, we said, hey, let's let's try to lose some fat. Let's all go run a marathon. That was like our our uh, our way to lose fat. We decided, <laughs> and uh, turned out to be a, a pretty bad idea. We all got hurt in the training and just oh. did, did horribly essentially. But um, something about that, you know, it, it lit a spark in me, and I realized that how much I love setting a goal like that. Oh. Uh, marathon is twenty six point two miles for those who don't know. Right. And you know, I wasn't a, we weren't runners when we started, but we did it, and we all did cross that finish line, ugly as it was. And, uh, you know, from then on, I was just kind of addicted to it. And I, I decided I wanted to do more and more and uh, started, you know, I, I had a few dogs after college and I started thinking about animals and I just kind of decided that I didn't really want to eat them. Mm. Um, just didn't quite feel right about it. And but, but had this thought in my head that there's no way I can do that and still be an athlete. Like, I can't be um, a serious marathoner and be vegetarian. It's just, mm. it's just not possible. That's, mm. that's what I thought at the time. Uh, gradually, I became convinced that that it was possible, and that, that you know, going vegetarian or vegan in the long term, at least, probably would have a, a big benefit on my health. Right. So I uh, I just decided to kind of take the plunge, and I said I'm going to start a blog about it, kind of journal uh, my you know my my transition here, and talk about what's happening. I'm sure it'll be interesting to some people. And it it built a following, and then just kind of just kind of went from there. So gradually, I've shifted it to be more about. You know, teaching as I've as I've really learned about this. But when it started, it was just an experiment, and I was I was learning about it just like everybody else reading the blog. What year? What year did you start that? That was two thousand nine. So about four years ago. Wow, that is so great. Um, so you know, talk a little bit about your blog. You know, I'm on it right now. NoMeatAthlete.com. It's wonderful. I read it as whenever it comes out. I always make it a must read. Um, talk a little bit about you know 
what is what do you put in it besides the obvious mix of fitness and plant based diet? Right. So, so that is the obvious, and I talk about you know some some running tips, training tips, um, a lot of rest. I used to put a lot of recipes up. I don't put quite so many anymore, but um, just you know lots of nutrition articles, different things like that. But what I I think makes it unique, and I'm, I think people are kind of starting to catch on to this, yeah. is my approach to to kind of spreading this this message about the plant based diet. Okay. Uh, I I've never been the type that was influenced by by kind of the you know the militant uh, vegan crowd, people who were kind of shoved down your throat. Right. Uh, and, and I'm not saying that they're doing the wrong thing. I mean, there are probably people who do respond to that, but I never did. And I, right. I in fact, that that kept me away from this for a long time. That was one of my big hesitations of getting into it. Was like, I don't want to be like that. That right. So. So I've, I really have, you know, strived to make the tone um, just as friendly as possible, as low pressure, I mean, no pressure as possible. Right. And, uh, you know, I just, I just want it to be fun and friendly, and I want, I want this diet and this whole message to be something that's thought of as, as you know, just a fun thing, not, not this, like, cold, scary, militant thing that, that uh, you know, that, that makes you seem so different if you're, if you're vegan. Talk a little bit about being a vegan or a vegetarian or plant-based eater and fitness and running and and just practicing in athletics because it's now coming out more and more that you can be a very good athlete and you won't lose performance, you won't lose strength if you're living on a plant-based diet. Talk about your own experience and experiences of others you've highlighted on your on your great blog. Sure. I mean, when I like I said I was hesitant to do this because I thought it was going to just destroy my my yeah. marathon training. Yeah. And uh, I decided that I just wanted to. I was going to do it no matter what and just see what happened. And amazingly to me, uh, a month after I made the switch, I went out for a run, a 12-mile run, like a very standard loop that I had done. And I ran it about 30 seconds faster than I'd ever run that 12 miles before. Mm. Now, I don't like to say, you know, it's, it's automatically because of the diet. That's the only reason I did it. Um, just because there could have been other factors. And, and I think that would be a huge improvement to, to kind of attribute entirely to a diet. But... I think that said a lot to me, and that told me that this was working. And, uh, you know, I kind of just kept kept going at it, and I had my best training summer ever that summer. I was able to get back, you know, do a hard workout, get out there the next day or two days later, and recover in a way that I hadn't before. Uh, I think partly this was due to weight loss. I think, you know, I lost about five pounds, and I'm only 140 pounds to begin with. So, so five pounds <laughs> off of that frame is a lot. And, uh, and when you're running, like, you know, running a marathon distance, that makes, it, that makes a big difference, that amount of weight. Right. So right. I think the weight loss, the improved recovery, uh, you know, I think I think that that can go a really long way for endurance sports. But I mean, you're even seeing people in in the speed and strength sports, like like the uh, mixed martial artists. I mean, they're kind of discovering this diet now. I think for the recovery benefit, and uh, it just seems like you know what everyone thought was like a well, you can't get enough protein issue. It, I mean, it seems like that is first of all completely false, right. and second, even if it were true, it seems to be so far outweighed by the benefits that come from eating all these whole fresh vegetables and fruits. And I think, you know, I think people just don't make room on those for their plate when they eat a standard diet that's full of meat, just because meat is, takes up so many calories and, and fills you up so much that when you eliminate it, there's all of a sudden room for all these other foods and this, this variety of whole fresh foods. And I really think that's what the difference is, as opposed to eliminating those other products. I think it's more about bringing in these these fruits and vegetables, but that's just my personal opinion. You know, uh, talk about you know what we'd love to talk about on the show. We have so many questions, and I'm going to have you back on obviously when your great book comes out. By the way, your new book coming out is called No Meat Athlete Run on Plants and Discover Your Fittest 
fastest, happiest self. And we're going to have you back in the studio to to talk about that when you go on your book tour uh, later this year. But before we, you know, before we even get to that great development in your professional life and personal life, can you share with our listeners some solutions? Because you're always so practical on your blog. You know, if there's listeners out there now that want to start moving towards a plant-based life, can you give, um, you know, four or five uh, ideas to help move our listeners towards that if they're just thinking about it and you want to give them some practical uh, windows of opportunity to step through? Yeah, absolutely, and uh, and I, I can speak to this well because I actually tried to go vegetarian once uh, before the time that it actually stuck. So I, I went once and it lasted about a week, and I and I failed miserably. So I've seen what failed, and I saw what was successful, and I've since seen the same thing in other people. And I think really the most important thing that that I can recommend is to go about it gradually. Uh, I know our temptation is to want to do it all at once, and we'll you know we'll get massively inspired to to go vegan, so everyone will. You know, they'll eliminate the meat and the dairy and everything from their diet at once, uh, which I think is great to be that excited about something. Unfortunately, it doesn't seem to be the thing that, that makes change last for most people. So I think the more gradually you can do it, the better. And what I actually did was, and I'm not, I'm not saying you need to spend quite this long on it, but I spent an entire year where I wasn't eating just red meat, where I just cut out, like, you know, beef and then any, any kind of four-legged animal. That was my thing. I said no, no beef, no pigs, um... And then, and then for about three months after that, I, I decided there would be no birds, no two-legged animals. Mm. And then from there, I was left with fish, which, of course, zero legs. And finally, I said, no more fish. Mm. So, you know, I think kind of lessening the legs on the animals that you're eating, um, for me, that, that worked well. And then from there, I went to vegan over the course of another year or two. So it's been very, very, very gradual for me. Um, I'm not saying you need to take that long, but I think, I think it's really helpful to, to just have a plan like that and say, I'm going to do this over the course of, say, a month rather than do it all now. Because when you, when you try to do it all right away, the problem is, first of all, you're not used to that, so your body's going to react somewhat strangely, perhaps, if you right. do a drastic change and you're going to have cravings and all sorts of things. Right. And second of all, you won't have had time to really plan for each step, and you won't really know, you know what's, in hand, like what's kind of in store for you. So my, my reason I failed the first time I ever tried to do all this at once was because I just didn't plan. I didn't have the food in my house or the recipes that I, that I needed to make it work. So, so, so I, think, I think gradual is definitely the key. Well, talk about one of the hottest issues when it comes to plant-based diets, and you know, is is people always get worried because they've been so inundated since childhood with the issue of protein, Matt. Is that really, given that you are an endurance athlete and an elite athlete in many ways, and you know a lot of people that are, can you share a little bit why our listeners shouldn't be uh, worried about this protein issue, or is it even even you know is it an issue at all? I really don't think it is. Um, there's been I, you know I don't know the exact facts, but I've heard many many times that there's there's never really been a case of protein deficiency that wasn't also linked to a caloric deficiency. So basically, if you're if you're getting enough calories, right? Especially if you're getting those calories from actual real whole foods, where you know not like where the high fructose corn syrup has been extracted and, and removed from anything containing protein. Um, if you're eating especially whole foods, it, it's impossible not to get enough protein. I mean, it, you, you, just, you just naturally do in your food. And, you know, it's 10 to 15% of your calories from protein is, is plenty for endurance athletes, and I think even other athletes. Um, you know, you, there's these diets out there now that have 20 and 25% of your calories coming from protein. Uh, and, you know, I think not only is that unnecessary, I think, I think it might be dangerous in some ways. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, you could like whole, most whole foods that that you look at contain a tremendous amount of protein. Like even broccoli is something like fifty percent of protein by. Isn't that by amazing? Wheat. And then when you start talking, yeah, and, about, and, and then when you start talking about quinoa and rice and beans, there's, there's plenty of protein for a, a plant based diet. There is, and and you're you know like you're you're mentioning whole foods, which is which is exactly the point. I mean, you can't go around, you can't eat candy and expect to get to get the protein that you need. If that and potato chips. I mean, you have to eat actual food, but but uh. Yeah, if you do that, it, it's really not a problem to get protein, and and it just I don't know. I mean, I I get it very very simply. I just try to include in every meal or snack I eat. I just try to make sure there's some sort of food in there that that you know I think of as a protein food. So that may be nuts, certain whole grains. You mentioned quinoa, yeah. beans. Uh, I mean, you know, those things are are very very easy to get. Spread almond butter on on your bagel or your sandwich or whatever, and you know, add nuts to a salad. Add a little bit of tofu to a salad if you like tofu. I mean, it's just it's a tiny little bit here and there. Just kind of for me, it prevents me from from ever getting into like a full on carbohydrate um, meal, which which <laughs> people tend you know sometimes do. And right. and I think the vegan diet has kind of a has gotten a bad rap for that. But uh, yeah, I think if you're eating whole foods, it, it just comes down to that. It's it's not hard to get protein when you eat whole food. For for your for our listeners out there, I mean, you got to go to nomeatathlete.com because he has so Matt has so many great posts. You know, the perfect smoothie formula, the ultimate energy bar formula, the the the, the newcomer's guide to the no meat athlete. I mean, protein, a primer for vegetarians. It's just a, a chock full of information like no other, and I and I just love it. We're down to the last forty five seconds or so, Matt. Anything you want to share with our listeners before we have to say goodbye? And we're going to have you back on to talk about your upcoming book, the No Meat Athlete. Um, share anything you want here. Uh, yeah, I mean, 45 seconds isn't long, so yeah, check out the website. I mean, there are so many resources there that you'll find almost anything you want. Um, my, you know, my advice, if you're thinking about doing this, just give it a try. Set yourself a little limit. Say, I'm going to do this for 10 days, and when I get to the end of that, then I'll reevaluate. But that will be a success if I make it 10 days. So I think that's the way to, to get started. We can't wait to have you back on, Matt, because we'll have you in the studio, and uh, and we'll and we'll be talking then about your no, new book, No Meat Athlete: Run on Plants and Discover Your Fittest, Fastest, Happiest Self. I learn every week from your blog, so our listeners out there should go to that blog and that website, www.nomeatathlete.com. You'll learn a lot about being a vegan, about being uh, living on plant-based food. It's just an amazing uh, a blog, and and people have got to uh, get 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 on it and read it. And uh, we're so appreciated that you do it, Matt Frazier. You are the no meat athlete and an inspiring vegan evangelist, and truly living proof that green is good.